0: hello everybody i know it's been a while and there's a reason for that Uh, i'll probably talk about that later but uh welcome to a new episode of gaming sessions i am david of course co-host gerald um go ahead and hit him with it
1: what's up everybody hope everybody's been having a good day been having a good week and hope everyone has been being safe out there
0: yes yes Safety. Safety is a good thing. So um so I remember this now to to preface this, the last four days I've been um highly self-medicated, I'll put it that way. Because uh something happened at my job and I haven't heard back from my supervisor yet, so I've spent the last couple days getting really drunk. So this was uh, the, the this uh, this topic came about because you had said uh, you saw a video of Toph versus Gara, right?
1: Yeah, it was a uh, and was a long time ago. It was on um, Death Battle, uh, Death the Death Battle YouTube channel does like. Yeah. Uh, uh, anime matchups for fights, like, and, and I don't think just anime matchups. They've had some like comic book ones too. Um, but they basically do matchups of characters for fights. And they did Toph versus they did Toph from Avatar: The Last Airbender versus Gara from the Naruto universe, and they kept all of their abilities intact. Um, but they gave the win to Toph. They basically said Toph from Avatar: The Last Airbender defeat Gara from Naruto and these are them both at the peak of their strength and I was like that is absolute bullshit <laughs> and I love Toph <laughs> she's my favorite character from Avatar the Last Airbender because she's great but she does not beat Gara in a fight <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah we were talking about that good good go ahead, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Talking. i was going to say cuz you brought up uh sand moves at uh, supersonic speed and and well while that, i Toph- didn't
1: just bring that up they brought that up oh sorry go ahead
0: yeah and while toff was trained by badger moles to earth bend and she did discover metal bending uh, supersonic Ain't gonna like her her uh echolocation bad ears, the being able to hear shit ain't gonna help if fucking Sand is coming at you at Mach 3. Like, like Well yeah, shit. and this
1: isn't and <laughs> it wasn't my evidence. This was evidence in the video. Battle guys themselves. They are the ones who stated Gara's sand can move at supersonic speeds, uh, that it can break down rock to turn it into sand, um, that it auto-basically auto-protects him. The biggest reason they gave the fight over to Toph, and there were people in the comment section who defended it, is that Toph can uh, detect when Gara would be attacking her because she's a earthbender and i was like i get that but toff <laughs> isn't right. a superhuman gara is a superhuman he can move at he can move at superhuman speeds and 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 his mind works at super sa- super uh, even if toff can uh, even if Toth can detect when his attacks are coming at her, she can't react. Her physical body cannot, even at the peak, even if she, 25 years old in the peak of condition, she is only as physically strong as a, as a human at their peak of, a, of physical conditioning. She's just a martial arts master. She is, no one in the Avatar universe is a superhuman. Everyone in almost every ninja in Naruto is a superhuman. Right. (laughs) That's why Gara wins. She can't even if she knows his sand is coming. Her brain has to take the time to recognize that she's detected it. And then she has to send the message to her physical body to move out of the way. Even if you were like, yeah, but she's a martial artist, so her mind and body are one, so her body would react before her mind. That might be true, but there still has to be a mental trigger. Like There still has to be a trigger from her brain. That goes into her muscles. That's how that works. Your body is controlled (laughs) by your mind, and it's subconscious. Your mind, everything your physical body does is a signal sent from your brain to make your muscles move. That whole mind and body being one thing is more of a metaphorical thing physical thing your brain still has to tell your body what to do and if someone is if anything is coming at you faster than the message from your mind to your body your body can't can't react to it. simple as that and and I think and I described it as in a fighting a game which I'd never thought about it in terms of this until until we got into the conversation a thing but think Um. of Toph running in lag that's basically what's going on, right? Toph is running um, in lag in like let's say Toph is running in two, three, four frames of lag, but Gara has no lag. That's what we're dealing with. So even <laughs> if Toph is like, I saw that coming, the four frames of lag kept her from reacting to it, so she got hit by it anyway.
0: Right. And and I'm sure some <laughs> and I'm sure some people argued. Like, you know, yeah, but, you know, training in martial arts from the time you could walk is going to, you know, make your, uh, your instinct, your, your twitch reaction faster. And I'm sure, I'm sure it does. But.
1: <laughs> well, that, but uh, my answer to that is also, but so was Gara. The ninjas in Naruto are also martial arts masters of their, t- of their, uh, of their, um, of whatever like, martial art that they uh, uh, excel in or prescribe to or have chosen, they too are martial arts masters, but they're superhuman martial arts masters. It would be like taking a, a normal martial arts master and putting him in a kung fu movie. Where dudes are jumping on top of buildings and they're <laughs> picking up fucking like they're picking up things that are three four times their own body weight with one arm, like it, it'd be like that. It, it it would be like it would be like your local uh, black belt at your local dojo that you train at being put into uh, a uh, uh, what is it? Hidden Tiger, Flying Dragon movie. Oh crap! It'd cra- be like Tiger. that. Were they yeah, where they're jumping on tree branches and doing all this other, and they're they're catching arrows and <laughs> dodging bullets and shit, ch- right. right? A normal martial arts master would be like, "Oh, I am way in over my head." No, 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 no. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I can I can just imagine it. So so you've got Chad from the from the dojo on Fifth Street, right? And he's he just steps into crouching tiger, hidden dragon, China. And then there's uh, who was it? Donnie Yen, I think, was uh, was the male the male star. And then Michelle Michelle Yeoh was uh, the female star. Hang on. Are we talking
1: crouching uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon? Yeah. Like oh, I do not remember. It it honestly wasn't a very good kung fu movie, and it's been too long.
0: Hang on a second, Gerald. What's going on? Mm -hmm. I'm at home. I understand that. Uh, Sorry, listeners. Uh... Mm. Oh, don't worry, Gerald and listeners. I'll clue you. I'll I'll clue you into to what's what's happening here in a minute. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. (sighs) Yeah. <sighs> Okay, so are you there? Yeah, you're the connection's bad, so hello. Okay, so what? So while I'm hearing white noise. Um, Christy had to uh, go to work early because uh, one of the girls that works there who has a bad habit of not being able to get a ride. So she calls Christy because, you know, Christy has this superhuman ability to not say no and, um, so she, she had to, to get up and get ready for work herself early to go pick this girl up to take her to the, the store that she works up here at the corner before she had to go to the store in the other county. Well, come to find out, bitch already got a ride.
1: And, and neglected to say anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um had blocked Christie's number from calling her so like she gets to call like hey I, I need a ride and then you know Christy was like uh, you know mutter grumble so they I guess they hung up and then this girl blocked Christie's number so she tried you know, you know she's getting ready she's trying to call going straight to voicemail straight to voicemail like she like Christy went so far as to take screenshots of the text messages that she sent to this girl you know saying you know hey like in 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 few words saying hey if you need help don't fucking block me when i'm trying to call you kind of stuff so she she screenshotted all that and and uh, since uh since my my phone that i use every day is in the process of getting an update she couldn't call me so i actually took that very crappy uh facebook message call on my kindle so apologies for that little bit of dead uh dead air
1: uh that's fine
0: but yeah she's uh she's to the point now where if uh if the if the the big guy who owns all all the stores does not fire her she's gonna quit and uh like I've told you about my time at the airport. So, post that job. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's that much fucking trouble, then fucking quit. Like, like I wished i had fucking done that when I was in that job, so I wouldn't be in like the headspace I am now. But, anyways, so All right. Uh, back on subject. <laughs> um, so, no. So, whilst we were it,
1: discussing to this, to be fair, when. Well, before we go back to subject, just as a yeah. response, to be fair, when you have a yeah. job and it's paying your bills, it's kind of hard, even when, it's a, even when it's toxic to you, it is difficult to just be like, fuck this job and walk away from it, because you can walk away from a job, but you can't walk away from your bills, and your bills don't care what the job was doing. So oh, yeah.
0: we've, we've, we've it's understandable
1: up. when you stay in a toxic environment because bills got to be paid. You got to eat. You need clothes on your back and you need gas for your car if you have to you know, drive. So.
0: Right. And I'm pretty sure we brought this up on the on the cast a couple times. Bill Bill's going to get his money, whether you have a job or not.
1: Right. And this isn't me telling you to telling anyone to stay in a toxic environment. If your job is toxic to you, do everything you can to get away from it. But I understand when people stay because they still have bills to pay and they don't have a better job to go to, right? Uh, I'm kind of in the same situation myself. I'm really goddamn tired of my current job, but I can't just quit it. I still have bills to pay. So all I can do is look for somewhere else I can go that pays the same amount or more and see if I can get that position. And then, then I can quit that job. And sometimes... Sometimes you're in a situation where, okay, I could go get another job. Like, I can quit this job and go get another job, no problem. But the new job, same as the old job. New boss, hmm. same as the old boss. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, and that happens too. And it's just like it's just, it, you, At times, it just feels like you can't fucking win.
0: New employees, same as the old employees. Still a bunch of fucking out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, agreeing with what you say. Yeah. I mean, if, if the only time you should stay in a toxic job, and I hate even saying this is because, you, you know, you might have to like, like I did, like, and <sighs> it would, it would be nice if we all had that fuck you money. So like, if, if your job's starting to be a pain in the pain in the ass, be like, you know what? I don't need this. I'm going on,
1: fuck y'all. But yeah, so uh, as a as a bit of life advice, this is this this is what I have experienced, and this is a bit of life advice that was given to me that I give out to other people. There is the saying um, a friend of mine said, "You work the job you hate so you can do the things you love," and that's absolutely Mm. true. Right. You go and you get the highest paying job you can because the money from that, even if it's toxic, even if it's terrible, the money from that allows you to do the things you love. And but here's also a bit of life advice. Save money, Mm. like, you know, cut back on things that you don't need to spend money on, like leisure, entertainment things and save money until you have about six months or more of expenses saved up so that when you do get into those times where you're like, no, I got to get out of this or I am going to die or someone else is going to die. One of the Hmm. two, then you're Uh like, then you can be like, you know what? Deuces, I don't need this. And then you have at least six months to find something else. So always try to save up at least six months of all of your expenses, not just bills, all your expenses. That means, the, the gas for car to drive around looking for a new job or do anything you have to do. That means, uh, bills. That means anything like just any, uh, anything that you may think you may need, make sure all your expenses are included in that.
0: Yeah. So six months of expenses and unsolicited, uh, free advertising here. That's like one of the first baby steps for Dave Ramsey's, um, Plan to get out of debt is to build up an emergency fund for you know six months, and that is very good yeah. life advice, listeners. I wish I had been doing that myself. Um, but yes, start saving, and then once you once you get up to that to that six month six months worth of expenses, if that job is toxic, fucking. Well, you know, walk in clock mm-hmm. in everybody off clock out walk out yeah. now now
1: i least will advise that last <laughs> and i'll also advise don't just quit give them your two-week notice the moment you realize oh i got to get away from this just give them your two-week notice because you never know what'll happen in the future, and you might need to go back to that job, even if it's for a month or two months, it, you might have to grit your teeth and go back to that job um, mm-hmm. just so that you can keep yourself going. So don't don't burn any bridges unless it's literally so bad you're like, I never ever want to be back here again. Like if, yeah, if like, it's that like kind airport. of situation, burn that bridge. <laughs> Fucking yeah, like attach dynamite do- to it and blow that shit sky high.
0: <laughs> set C4 on on uh, set C4 on the farthest end that connects to the to the ground, nearest end that connects to the ground, and each bridge support.
1: Then set C4 on everything, not excluding living beings.
0: Uh, I mean. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go for war crimes, I guess war crimes on the pillow to, to bring up one of, the, one of your,
1: well, <laughs> we're talking metaphorically here. <laughs> we're talking right. metaphorically here,
0: right?
1: Like if you're going to blow up a bridge, I'm just saying, attach it to everything, not excluding living, breathing human beings. <laughs> so if you got to burn some, if you got to burn some relationship bridges, burn those too, get rid of them. Those Man. can be just as toxic mm. as any job. so
0: mm. Well, well shit, I guess since we're, since we're handing out life advice in, in the middle of talking about this, uh, toxic relationships aren't just friends, that's also family. So mm. like, uh, like in my case, if, uh, if my last remaining parent was a toxic person and she was, um, Gerald knows that because we, we used to live in the same city back in the day uh you know burn those burn those bridges too like uh like my mom died on christmas day what was it like three years ago something some shit like that i want to say so yeah i didn't go down to to go to her funeral i had nothing to do with anything even up Mm -hmm. and to the point of uh my youngest aunt's husband trying to, um, like, guilt trip and shame and strong arm me into helping with expenses for cleaning up her hoarder's paradise and all. Anyways, yeah. So, toxic relationships aren't just you know friends and coworkers; it's family too. Uh, know when you need to, you know, cut those ties. It's all, no. it's all. And toxic oh, okay.
1: relationships, when it comes to family, are the roughest because they know how to press your buttons and get to you, and also because family is stressed so much in our society because it's how uh, – I was listening to someone talk about this, and we might talk about this after we get back to the main subject, but because mm-hmm. tribalism is such an entrenched thing in just human hardwiring because that's how we've survived throughout – People are more than willing to tell you, hey, it's your family. Don't just cut ties. And it's like, nah. if someone is toxic, someone is toxic. It doesn't matter if they're blood related, period. If they are toxic, they are toxic. And you need to remove yourself from that situation. But it's very difficult because, well, society is very family centric. And it's always, well, if you got nothing else, you always got your family. And it's like that not is that's not always true. Sometimes your family is the exact <laughs> biggest problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my, my friend Justice, um, uh, he was, uh, so, so I guess full disclosure, uh, Justice used to be Rose. Uh, so Rose was trans, but Rose realized that. Eh, Rose is more gay than trans. So Rose became justice and to, uh, Oh God, it was, so this, this is going to be like a heavily inside joke, but uh, there's a, there's an episode of, of Star Trek deep space nine where there's a, like a Klingon comes up to Jadzia. And is like, Curzon my old and good friend. And Jadzia is like, Oh uh, no, I'm Jadzia now moment of pause. Jadzia, my old and good friend. It's like, yeah. I remember
1: that episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh yes. Yeah. So Justice uh, had had family over to his house yesterday. And uh unfortunately for Justice his his family is oh he how do you put it? He said they were old school and uh they were talking about bathroom habit like this is this is word for word, like sort of word for word what he said in the chat. They were talking about the bathroom habits of Asian people. And like most of his most of his family like like he went into his room and got his baseball bat. Like that's mm-hmm. how that's how bad it got. And I was like, dude, that fucking sucks. Also, um, it's, it's going to bother me until I get an answer. What the fuck do you mean Asian bathroom habits? And then he was like, well, you know, they they squat on the toilets instead of sitting on them. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake.
1: And duh. Oh, is that how the floor toilet came into? Is that why the, the floor toilets were made? The ones where they're set into the floor and you squat down?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I was stationed in Korea uh, you know, I I went I went into a, a public restroom like like a Korean public restroom because anything on military bases or near military bases have sit down toilets like what we in the West are used to, but like China, Japan, Korea, they they will literally squat over a concrete hole. And that's how, that's how they go to the bathroom and, and we, and justice and I got into a, into a little trade-off and it's like, yeah. And, and it actually makes it easier for you to go when you squat down like that, because it loosens, like it relaxes a muscle or tendon so you can, you know, relieve easier.
1: Well, it's it our has. natural way of actually going to the bathroom, that's why because it, it actually lines up all of your organs. Sitting on a toilet is actually an unnatural way for you to use the bathroom. Squatting down is actually our natural physical way of doing so.
0: I've been bathrooming raw So this it's whole better time. for.
1: <laughs> it, yes, actually you have ev- everyone has. We've all been actually bathrooming raw. It was more for comfort and convenience because squatting down can be uncomfortable. Um, but it is actually the natural way for us to be uh, to use the bathroom. That's what. Yeah. So that's why.
0: Yeah, and and you know, just, just I was like, like just the the thought of someone be like, oh, those crazy Asians squatting to to take a shit, like. How how the fuck does that affect your daily life? <laughs> right? Hey,
1: and and that impact that that's what I was talking about earlier when I was listening to somebody and they were talking about how it once again, it's hardwired into us because as we came out of the darkness of the jungle and developed, us staying alive depended on different was bad. Is what all racism and prejudices, all that stuff comes from. Because as humanity developed, other was wrong. Other was a threat to the continuation of the of the tribe or the group. Um, because if you were different somehow, I couldn't trust you. And not being able to trust somebody <laughs> could literally lead to the death of you. Or your family, your kids, you know, if someone was acting different, like, cause you remember this is at a time when we didn't have medical sciences and things like that. So if someone was affected by some kind of mind altering thing that they ate, they might just go crazy and start killing everybody. So if they're acting different, that is a threat. Hmm. If they look different, they may be from another tribe that wants to just come in, kill you, take all your food and shit. That was a threat. So, and and me and you have talked about this too. I think we talked about it in our first podcast episode about how tribalism is actually the single biggest problem when it comes to humanity, because while it helped us to survive up to this point, it is literally now the biggest problem that's keeping us from moving forward. Like we need to evolve past this tribalism bullshit, because if we don't, it is. it is not going to allow us to progress any further it is literally going to kill us hmm. it is no longer it is no longer helping the development of the human animal it is holding it back
0: hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah you're not wrong. Um, and and I don't, I don't know just just like we, we've kind of gone off on a side tangent but that's okay because you know. Something needs to be talked about, and I, I just I, and, and I just thought that that is like the – so let me preface this by saying all racism is bad, but that is the stupidest fucking reason for racism.
1: <laughs> well, understand that it, at first it wasn't about racism. It was about survival, and when it comes to survival, different can be a serious effing problem. Like, don't get me wrong. Back in primitive man, being different could be a problem, and you have to understand that it it is natural for us to group up with like-looking, like-minded individuals. That's something you see currently right now. Look at look at uh, look at the left. Look at the right. So look at your Republicans. Look at your uh, Dems. your Democrats, and then look at your conservatives and look at your liberals. That's all it is. And I think I brought this up too, but also look at current cancel culture and the LGBT community. And I'm gonna say extremists because it is extreme what they are doing. And it's not all LGBTQ, but it's this small extremist who created the cancel culture where you look at Gina Carano, where they tried to cancel her because she wouldn't put up pronouns in her Facebook thing. That's all it is, it's the same thing. It's tribalism. You need to think the way we think or you're a problem and we need to get rid of you. It's not whether you're actually a danger to us. It's just the simple fact that you're different. So even now, humanity is struggling with this and we are fighting getting over this tribalism as hard as we can. We are fighting it as hard as we can because we're hardwired for it.
0: Mm. Yeah, no. No so lies is, is, <laughs>
1: man, so, so it's like every time we think, oh, there's no more racism, oh, there's no more prejudice, something else pops up. Because it's just not true. Because it's, it is, until <laughs> we can work it out of our hardwiring, well, you also look at it, look at people who just don't have it, and they're considered weird. Look at people who just don't have it. Like, don't, because... It goes the, tribalism, and uh, th- this that hardwiring goes against facts. It doesn't care about facts, right? <laughs> Once again, it has nothing. It has nothing to do with factual evidence, and everything to do with well, you're different, so you're a problem, and that's it. That's all there is to it. It might as well be a religion, a cult, un- 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 unto itself.
0: Um, haven't we also talked about that?
1: Uh, probably,
0: (laughs) but, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, everybody like, I I know I've, I've had this thought, like everybody's like, well, we, we have to fight racism. And then when, when there's no, when there's no race, then everything will be fine. And I'm like, the fuck there will be, you'll, you'll find something fucking else. Like, oh, we can't stand curly haired. We can't stand them curly haired people. Fuck them curly hair yeah, people. It's... They, they.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, humans will find something. Even if everyone, even if every, and you see it all through it. Like, I've been, I've been really, really looking at like, like uh, our entertainment media. If mm. you go back to, if you go back to older books, older movies, and things like that, you can see it even there. You see all the arguments that we're having a big, big to do about right now. You can see those arguments happening in literature and uh, any kind of entertainment media, even in artwork, as far back as you can go for that stuff. You see it. Um, uh, you see the, the the struggle with racism, the struggle with sexism, the struggle with uh, uh, prejudices and things like that. You 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 can you can find books where it's like uh, hell. Even Star Trek touched on a lot of these issues, which is one of the reasons uh, why it was such a great why it's such a great I, series. The, the Next Generation.
0: I'm glad, um, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a tangent here.
1: Yeah, because you have, like, what, sexism is a real big thing now, because they did the Me Too movement, and women are all like, men are obsolete, and we don't need men anymore, and the world would be so much better if women ran it. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't. It would just have a whole new set of problems. you you, (laughs) Like, I don't know where the – like, I know it's a social construct that women are, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice, but if you – Observe a group of women for a while. You start to go like, "Ooh, like, the no, the
0: that.
1: the only that, reason that this is, illusion that, that women sugar. are these yeah, this illusion <laughs> that women are these pure perfect things that can do no wrong, that is a fabrication. Women, the only difference and the only reason that fabrication is believed, well, when men do some shit." They physically destroy the things around them. When women do some shit, they go for your emotions, and you can never go, "Well, she did this, and that's why I'm so emotionally fucked up." You can't say that because most people are like, "Well, you should just have the m- emotional fortitude to not be manipulated." And it's like, "Well, that's not how that works. That's not like that's not how any <laughs> human works. People can be emotionally manipulated and hurt that way." And that's how women tend to go about their shit. Um, and this has been talked about. There have been there have been credit uh, there have been qualified, popular people who have talked about how women they they destroy your reputation, they destroy your credibility. That's how that's how they're aggressive and that's how they're destructive. Whereas when it comes to even comedians have have talked about it. Like boys fuck shit up. We blow up city blocks, we punch each other, we we shed blood. Women, they fuck things up mentally and emotionally and that's how they're destructive.
0: And financially, don't um <laughs> What's that song, Buck? Uh, Buck Wild, whoever Mary J. Blige or something. It's like, oh. like, like, like he cheated on her, so she didn't, she didn't pay the bills, she drained his bank account, all that. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh,
1: up, uh, hit him up style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think I'm. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah. So yeah. it's like. Now I'm not saying that the world is great under you know, under men right now. Like we've got a lot of fucked up issues and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but to be like all the world's issues would be solved. If you just put a woman in power, that is the biggest fallacy. That is one of the biggest fallacies I've ever heard. It's, it's (laughs) insane to be like, Oh, just put a woman there and that'll fix everything. That is insane
0: so so before any of y'all uh, start to question Gerald was not bought out by Big Women Incorporated so you know you, you, can, trust, you can trust his comments I, I was trying to work that in there because you were talking to, you said something like five minutes ago and I was like man that, that's exactly what Big Women Inc wants men to think yeah yeah it's it was
1: like the,
0: was the sugar spice and everything nice it's like yeah, that, yeah. that's exactly yeah, we were sold that shit by big women, you know, like like big pharma, big whatever, big women. Yeah, women. women we were sold that that shit by them, but
1: we were sold that by the woman instead of the man. <laughs> we were right. sold that by the woman. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. So, uh, everybody, buckle up. We're going on a tangent.
1: So, okay. Do we want to get back to the main subject before we go on this tangent?
0: Yes. Let me let me note down <laughs> what my tangent was going to be.
1: Yeah. Note that down.
0: <laughs> tangent. Star Trek. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, when we were talking about the initial subject. Um, I, I think we we brought up that maybe uh, benders could uh, defeat um, Ganine, the the basic basic ninja right
1: uh, that avatar uh, elemental benders or they're called something they're they're called because uh, there's airbenders firebenders but they're are they just called benders for short as a generalization yeah, just, of all of them is it just yeah. benders yeah. Benders yeah, we were, we were talking about how... Stuff like that. No, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just benders, and then the ability is bending. If you want to add the element in front of it, you can do that. But yeah, just benders.
1: Yeah, and it's like... At, like, benders from Avatar to the Last Airbender are not superhuman. They're just people who have the ability to control their particular type of element. That's all they are otherwise they are normal human beings and it was like like even the avatar himself at the peak of his strength probably couldn't beat a chunin
0: which is the second,
1: Be-
0: the second level right
1: yeah, he could oh. probably beat Ganin. Nope, you start off as Ganin, and then you have to take yeah. the Chunin exams to become a Chunin. And then you have to take, uh, then you have to do something else to become a Jonin, which is what Kakashi and them are. Then you have the Ambu, who are the special ops. And then you have the Sanin, like uh, Jiraiya, Orochimaru, and Tsunade, who are like legendary ninjas. Right?
0: And and I'm, I'm just going to say I would totally motorboat them to
1: well everyone would Tsunade has used (laughs) jutsus to make herself into like almost a physically perfect human like it's always (laughs) weird to me where it's like guys are like oh man I'd really get into that and I'm like dude if there were 10 other women who look just as good as that you'd motorboat them too what exactly are you saying (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> she's nearly physically perfect if not physically perfect of course you would you're hardwired too
0: <laughs> well I mean I mean, you know I, I, I can't help it um, um, evolution and human drive make me want to motorboat them titties I don't I, know and I'm right there know, with
1: you yeah. Like, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand you're just saying what we're all thinking. I get it. It's, it's just like, I, I, I take a second and I go, what exactly are we saying, though? <laughs> it's like, well, of course. It seems obvious. It's like, man, the sun sure is yellow. I'm gonna be sweating today. And it's like, yeah, it's 95 <laughs> degrees out, <laughs> motherfucker. Of course you are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, What? Oh, <laughs> Like
0: <laughs> hang on you have to get me sick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> take your time take your time It's like I didn't think that was that funny but I'm glad you got a kick out of it
0: <laughs> Oh god that- that's almost as good as Cargo Fast Forty Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I, I think I, sent, I think I sent you that picture because uh, when, when I saw that that last week, I laughed so hard I threw up.
1: <laughs> oh wow!
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the sun sure is yellow. Wow. <laughs>
1: god damn it
0: (laughs) all right so yes yes uh motorboating titties (laughs) Uh, sonny in the top um benders probably can only fuck with tuning or getting yeah so
1: yeah and even yeah so you have the avatar going it's like the fact that they were like tough wins simply because she can sense Garra's attacks, which she wouldn't be physically able to respond to, even if she could. Um, I'm like, could you imagine? Like, let's let's take the most powerful benders who have ever been, including not just including the Avatar, but other benders. Like, let's say the the lady who who taught Katara how to blood bend. Those th- like these aberrant, really powerful. Uh, benders and also like the one who could bend lava and things like that uh mm. how uh, azula who could shoot lightning and stuff mm. like that because she was at that she was at that peak
0: all right so all right so uh i'm i'm redirecting who would win mm-hmm. in a fight gara or the lion turtle who taught ang to spirit bend
1: I don't know, because we don't really know anything about the lion turtles. That's why I kept it strictly to the benders, because the the spiritual creatures are completely unknown. But it right. I mean, when you consider all the shit that goes like by the end of Naruto, they literally defeat God. Mm, ooh. So it's like
0: <laughs> Okay. No, I've I've got i I've got another one for you. Who would who okay, so you remember that that entity in the spirit world that stole faces if you showed emotion? Yeah. Him versus gara would, would he get Gara's face? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, sorry, continue. Um, but yeah, uh, so... brain today, so sorry about
1: that. Oh, no. It's like you take the, the most powerful powerful benders to have ever existed in avatar the last airbender and throw them into naruto and they might cause some issues but at most they would be like what a a tuning level or possibly a jonin level threat that they'd have to send out a squad of tuning or ch- like the squad they'd have to send out to clean up the avatar and a couple of the most powerful benders from at Atla- from avatar would probably consist of maybe two Jonin and then three or four Chunin. And that would be about it. But could you imagine if they released Pain into Avatar The Last Airbender? Or fucking uh, Zabuza? Or... The, sh- Eka- the, shark guy. the shark guy? No, Z- Zabuza was a waterbender from In Rain. He was the one with the, the, the boy who looked like a girl. The, the first, uh, he was the first mission Naruto and Sasuke and Sakura and Kakashi went out on as a team. They went to the mm. nation in the, they went to one of the nations in the rain. And he was the, like, r- he was a rogue ninja. He had the giant fucking cleaver sword.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was Zabuza. Like, could you imagine releasing Zabuza into uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender fucking world? He'd be murdering everyone. No one could stop him. And if he went with his uh, with his little subordinate, the girl boy, what are they supposed to do? Like, what could they possibly do? And then, and you might be like, Zabuza's not all that powerful. It's like, physically, Zabuza could crush an apple. And if you don't think that that's a very big thing, pick up an apple and try to crush it in your hand. Try that. <laughs> Pick up a normal apple, try to crush it in your hand. See how far you get. Well, I'm like, squeezing. I'm <laughs>
0: squeezing. I, right. I, see, a little, and I like, see a little bit of juice, but ain't nothing happening.
1: Oh, you probably won't even see a little bit of juice. But then again, I might just be a weak bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like when I think about Okay, what would happen if you release this character into Naruto's world, or what would happen if you release this character into the Avatar: Last Airbender world? I'm like, the Naruto world would have way less of an issue dealing with any of the benders <laughs> from the, from Avatar, but if you released one one of the more powerful ninjas from fucking uh, uh, from fucking Naruto into Avatar they'd burn half the world down before they were stopped. And that's if (laughs) they could be stopped. If (laughs) Could you imagine if they released Orochimaru into Avatar The Last Airbender? (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ! He'd have a field day on that that planet.
0: (laughs) Ozai Ozai versus Orochimaru.
1: Uh, Ozai loses. Ozai loses immediately and becomes a puppet. He loses instantly and becomes a puppet. There's <laughs> I cannot think of a group of Benders that could take down a in Avatar Last Airbender. Ooh, he Lion would Turtle. run that place. Nah, you, I don't even see Lion Turtle. When it comes to even when it comes to the Lion Turtles, I'm pity, like I'm looking at it from the Avatars level, but there is no way there is nothing. In Avatar: The Last Airbender, that could deal with Asani, nothing. <laughs> like you might as well, you might as well just hit the Avatar world with a nuclear bomb. There is nothing in that world that could deal with a <sighs> Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're not wrong, but uh, I don't know. I, I just, I just find that, I just find it funny.
1: <laughs> dude it was it, i like that's what disillusioned me when it came to death battle and it's like i get it you're doing it for the views you're doing it for the shock value but like i said when we were talking about it before all of your credibility is now gone because now you've shown <laughs> that you're doing it for the views and you're doing it for the shock value and that's why i stopped watching them like i went there hoping to have really good fights and that they would put between two people, you couldn't just point out who the victor was. Like it actually would be close. That's what I. Mm. That's what I originally liked the channel for, and then mm. it was just like, oh no, they're just doing it for the shock value. There are absolutely characters here who are being given the win when they shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All right, so uh, so can I go on my tangent now?
1: No, go for it.
0: All right, so buckle up, everybody. This tangent is entitled uh, "Shows like Star Trek, Avatar, and etc. Do social justice better than anybody now, ever." Thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: <laughs> well, there are some gems there. There are some gems. That are actually doing it fairly well. Um, it, like one or two are actually doing it pretty okay, um, but for the most part, you're right. Because I say that, but I'm saying it off of the basis of I haven't seen those shows yet. Because I, uh, I think, uh, I think the. What I keep being told is The Wire does it really well, and I haven't sat down to watch The Wire yet, but I'm told The Wire does it really well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've heard that.
1: Um, uh, who else? Who, uh, who else have I been told does it really well? Um, Star Trek. Well, right, but we're talking about since Star Trek. Star Trek is... You know, years the next generation is years back from when it was because the new Star Trek's do not do it well, in my opinion. The new Star Trek's do not handle it well, in my opinion.
0: That's what I'm referring to. So, like, so, like, neck, like you brought up next generation, and that that could be like the poster child for doing social justice the right way. So, like, episodes where, like, that that bag Starfleet scientist wanted to take data because he was property and then that pit uh, Riker against Picard in a legal battle you know that that was good explaining things you know like a person isn't property you know data even if he's an android we see him as a person you know that that's good social justice you know explaining it and then uh, oh there was a there's another episode where the planet was entirely androgynous but there was one you know one alien who felt female and i think Riker was involved in this episode trying to like you know getting you know all of it was explained in a in a really i think at the heart of all this is the way that next generation and avatar the last airbender did it was in a in a way that you know it didn't feel like it was being crammed down your throat which is what they're doing now
1: yeah Yeah, actually, I had a discussion with uh, my friend Nick. I had a discussion with him, and we were t- we were talking about Winter Soldier at Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I was like, "Man, I really hate how they handle the racial issues in the show." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, maybe they did it so blatantly, be- just to get the conversation out there." And I'm like, "But the conversation has been out there, like." Yeah. It is never – it rarely ever happens the way it is portrayed in that TV series. And all it really did was make it just painfully just – it's like, yeah, but you're not – you should be portraying it in a way to alert people of the subtleties so that they can see it in everyday life. But when you do it in this blatant way, you're basically saying – Oh, It's just going to be You're basically telling people it's going to be That obvious to notice it And it's not Not anymore Maybe at one time it was But it's not anymore So you have to portray it in the way that it In the subtle ways that you see it today So that people can recognize it better Which is what I was trying to impart But I didn't impart it very well And by the end of the conversation I just didn't feel like trying anymore (laughs) Um uh, but yeah, we uh, you even brought that up in
0: uh, in our coverage of that episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and and I felt the same way. That was it. That was like, hey, hey, racist cops here. You know, look yeah. At
1: it, it, he might as well have had. A, he might as well have been wearing a sign around his neck saying, "I'm gonna do some racist shit today." It's <laughs> 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 like. Uh- <laughs>
0: It's like, Just, hey, would it would have even been better if they spray painted a swastika on the top of his fucking cop hat?
1: Right, like <laughs> it's like, but, I, like I like, like I imagine, like I'm watching the scene and I'm like, if they were, I'm all like, I'm watching the scene and I'm like, this feels like a parody. I am waiting for him <laughs> to take out his wallet. <laughs> pull out a card that says, I am part of the KKK, so understand that you have now walked into a racist moment, Mr. Falcon, and I'm going to be really, really racist, so just so you're aware, because I'm part of, the, I'm a cop and I'm part of the KKK, so I have to let you know that. Like You, you know how it's like if, if you're talking to somebody and you're about to say some incriminating stuff, you're like, you got to tell me if you're a cop. So he's just, he's, I'm letting you know that I'm part of the KKK and I am a police officer. <laughs> like he's just letting you know. And he puts and then he puts it back in his wallet and then goes on to finish the seed. And I'm, and that's what it felt like.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So so um, wouldn't it be great if actual KKP, KKK people had to do that? Like like you, you see you see this dude. <laughs> In fucking jeans, a red fucking flannel shirt, and a trucker hat, he walks up to you know some 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 black dude. Eh, I'm I'm just going off here, so please don't mind me. Um, yeah, but he just walks up to some black dude at Target, reaches you know, grabs his wallet, pulls out a card, it's like, "Hello, sir. I'm a member of the KKK. I'm about to accost you and racially harass you." Th- this is, uh, and then he puts it back in. That was your warning, and then just like five minutes of hard R being shouted at him.
1: Yeah. It's like, no, you're 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 not wrong. And and one of the reasons it was like at one time cops could do that. Like these this is these are two police off these are two white police officers in a black neighborhood. At right. one time police officers could get away with that shit. Nowadays, motherfuckers will get shot. And they have been you, unfortunately. And they have been. Hell, even back when they even back when they were basically safe to get away from get away with it, there were times when they would just get shot. Like police officers got real good at picking their fights. There are places where police don't go anymore because they know they'll get shot.
0: <laughs>
1: mm, yeah. <laughs> but you're going to tell me these two police officers are just going to show up at just the right moment in the middle of a black neighborhood and literally be as racist as they can be without just having a noose in their back pocket.
0: Mm, yeah, um, <laughs> so, so so hello, sirs. I'm Officer Whitey McWhitebread. This is Officer Racist. Uh, we're, we're about to accost you. Here's our KKK cards. And, uh, all right, let's go. Fuck are you doing here, boy? (laughs)
1: Yeah. And like, and then all of the emphasis they put on the black super soldier, you, oh, there was a black super soldier. And you, like, I think the biggest issue here wasn't that the super soldier was black, but that there was another super soldier. You do remember that the super soldier, uh, the entire super soldier program was a secret, right? You do understand that it was a complete secret until Captain America's success, correct?
0: And, and it was <laughs> a it was a Nazi program too, wasn't it first? Because that's no, how we uh, had uh, at first. Yes, at,
1: yeah, at first it was a Nazi program, and then the head scientist or the scientist that was working on it defected over to America and started developing the serum for America. But it was a top secret program. Until Captain America. And also, not only was it, it it wasn't just top secret until their success with Steve Rogers. It was a top secret until Steve Rogers happened. And then the rest of the serum was gone and the head scientist was killed. So that's the only reason Steve Rogers was even put out in the field because he was supposedly the – not only was he a success, but he was the only one after that as far as everyone knew or was concerned. So even if there had been other super soldiers – well, yeah, they might have been kept top secret, even freaking even the even the, uh, the I forget his name, but the black super soldier, even he was saying how he was basically a part of a special ops and was sent out in secret into the field. So why would anyone know about you? They normally don't do that, even in Black Panther Killmonger was lit litter- no one knew who he was until Colson said he's one of ours and he's top secret he goes into uh he goes uh undercover like deep deep undercover for years or months and topple governments why would they have you on record hmm. you're not supposed to exist basically because of the right. things that they have you do so I'm sitting here like it's less of an issue of him having been and i am not surprised and 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 then they're like well then they stuck him in a hole and experimented on him for years and it's like dude he could have been white and they still would have done that
0: <laughs> like but but that's not as
1: important, <laughs> though like when you when scientists who have no morals or ethics and they're just doing it for the science it, you could it could have been a white dude and they would have been like, well, he's our only specimen. We can't use Steve Rogers because now he's the face of America. Put him in a hole. We're going to experiment on him right He could have been white, Asian, Latino. They still would have done that. Yeah. Now, yeah, but- am I now I will make a I will make a concession and be like, because he was black, it made it an easier decision for them to do that. Oh, absolutely but it doesn't mean it wouldn't have happened if he had been any other color so the biggest issue that was that there was another super soldier not the color of his skin and when you make it about the color of his skin it, all anyone it, wants is to be it, treated like good
0: it, it really when you make it about the color of the skin it cheapens it
1: yeah, and it makes it worse because that's the problem. When you make the problem is that it's always being made about the color of someone's skin. All anyone wants in life is to be treated fairly, like everyone else. And even when you go, when you go, oh, we'll we'll give this to you because of that. Even if you are denied or given something simply based on the color of your skin, it's equally bad. Because you're only being denied it because of the color of your skin, but you're also only being given it because of the color of your skin. And that feels bad either way. What you want is to be given or denied something based on your qualifications and the character of your person. And it feels like Uh, the more the more these extremist groups push we should get things because of the color of our skin the more it feels like they're trying to push you away from looking at their character because even well, they know their character might be a little fucked up
0: well I mean the man, <laughs> man himself said it the best he, you know, I, I want my children to live in a world where people are not judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character
1: Correct, and when you when you give someone a benefit simply on the color of their skin, you're singling them out just as much as if you deny them something based all solely on the color of their skin. You want to uh, get away from that completely.
0: I, I think I really want to get get behind <sighs> the whole "this cheapens it" movement. I don't know. Maybe <sighs> that's.
1: Yeah? What's wrong? Oh, no, no, no. It's just... Uh, the subject, uh, I'm just tired of the subject, I guess.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand that. So, going going back, um, like, I, I just... I really liked the way that Next Generation, and an Avatar 2, hell, even bo- both of them, even Legend of Korra, um, I like I like how they they put social justice in a easily consumable package. I guess would be the best way to, to describe it, and it, and they're not just shoving it down your throats. So yeah, that was my tangent.
1: What else? We got I don't here? know. Cora the the story of Cora got off to, with me, got off to a bad start when she can when she kicked through her igloo wall, bending all five, bending all four elements, talking about, like, I'm the avatar, deal with it. And she's this little five-year-old <laughs> black girl. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Even the most, like, are you fucking shitting me right now? <laughs> like, that, that put me off so bad in the first episode. I was just like, uh... and then it didn't really get better because Cora was an asshole the entire season. Oh, like God, she was you're... the worst character. Yeah. Well, well, I think she gets better by the end of the last season, but the story's so fucked up by then. No one who cares. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it, it's like at least if she had been likable, that would have been fine. But no, she's just an asshole. Like from di- from like moment one, she's just a dick, mm. and that's why I don't like the chorus. That's why I don't like the chorus series because you're supposed to want <clears throat> to. If her being an asshole and everybody reacting to her being an asshole was the point of the story, and maybe how you're not supposed to be that or how she would need to change to not get the reaction she's getting, that would have been fine. But no, it's like no no matter how big of an asshole she is people still were like well you got to do it like i would i i expected at some point for people to be like no you're a dick go away we'll deal with it because all you're going to do is make the situation worse right but that never happens she's just a dick and and they have their little relationship squabbles but then those relationship squabbles never really get it, she's never really punished for those relationship squabbles and i don't know i don't know how to articulate it for the best it's like yeah she loses the boyfriend she loses the girlfriend and then she cries about it but it's like okay well that's what anyone else would also do if they lost the girlfriend or lost the boyfriend but it was justified because she was being an asshole the entire time so why should i feel sorry for her you don't feel sorry for the person whose uh, girlfriend or boyfriend breaks up with them when they find out that, that that person is cheating on them. So why should I feel sorry for her? She hasn't... <laughs> and and then she didn't actually learn her lesson from it. She just went on being exactly the same person she was.
0: Mm. So <laughs> so, so I guess uh, saying both Avatar series was a bad thing. Okay, gotcha. Hmm? Well, it, it, I mean you, you you make very valid points. Cora w- was a fucking dick didn't didn't learn a goddamn thing, you know every everything you said, but uh, it so be- best to use the original avatar series because you know Ang is so relatable. he like he's uh, and it was uh, it was a Facebook meme I saw. Uh, like Ang is literally the most powerful being in the Avatar universe, but all he wants to do is make people laugh. Like he could he could rain destruction on all four kingdoms, but he just wants to you know make people laugh and make sure that they're okay, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, Not and so you can feel say. that because he's a he's a little kid. But Cora, they go from her being five years old to being, what, 16?
0: Something
1: like at that. At a point yeah. in time where, yeah, she's rebellious and stuff, but at a point in time when she should start being able to understand what responsibility is. Right? And yeah. it's like, but nah, she, I mean, I guess at 16, I mean... I'm a, I can only go by my experiences and the experiences of the people around me. And don't get me right. wrong, at 16 years old, I had a bunch of irresponsible friends. And no matter what you tried to tell them, they always <laughs> did some dumb shit, right? But I also had friends who were responsible. I had 16, 17, 15-year-old friends who were basically the mother and fathers of their, of their siblings when their parents weren't around. Or in spite of their parents being around. Like, I've known responsible human beings at this age, and I understand that it has nothing to do – it has it has everything to do with how they are hard – how their actual core personalities are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can learn to be responsible, don't get me wrong, but at that age, if you're responsible, you're responsible. If you're not, you're not and Cora was just portrayed as this irresponsible ass who never really became responsible until she was forced to be not because she thought it was a good idea not because she realized oh now i need to be this because this is what is needed it was literally because she was the only person who could and if she didn't the whole world burned down so you so you better get your shit together or even you don't get to do anything right and that was God, it. God damn it, Joe. fine. I'll fucking do what I have to fucking do. God, hair flip. And that's kinda how it that's kinda how it was. It wasn't that she was doing it for everyone else. She was doing it because, well, if the whole world burns down, I don't have anywhere to live. I can't bang my girlfriend. Like it once it became an issue for her, all of a sudden it was like, okay, I'll do it. But when it was only an issue for someone else, she didn't really give a shit.
0: so so once again uh legend of korra not the best one to bring up social justice about but uh but yeah original original avatar uh star trek next generation even even voyager and deep space nine they they do it the the right way like like case in point uh, me bringing up that episode of DS Nine where the Klingon meets Jadzia, and he and he's like, "Kurzon, my old and dear friend," and she's like, "I'm Jadzia now." You know, he didn't go, "No, you were born a man. You're a man." No, he just went, "Jadzia, my old and good friend." You know that that's how that's how you bring it about, and. And I know like you like you said you were you were talking to Nick and you were trying to get a, a point across, but it, it didn't like specifically about this kind of thing, but you couldn't get the point across. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel kinda sorry for those people like that.
1: Well, and I understand what he was trying to say about it too. You know, he he mm-hmm. he's he's like, Well, they're just being obvious and blatant about it so that people like literally it came down to so people like him would be able to see it and i'm like thinking in my brain but that's the problem though they shouldn't (laughs) have to blare it from the top of the mountains in order for you to understand this they should be able to do it in its subtle context and you should still be able to go oh that's not right if I have to have an air horn to tell you something is not right then maybe you just don't want to see it
0: and yeah that's uh, unfortunately how a majority of
1: people are yeah and this is nothing against it's nothing against my friend like he's he's great but he's mm-hmm. also yeah. not perfect and none of us are. So I just I just chalk it up that that these are one of the things that he is not perfect. He this is one of his imperfections. It doesn't mean he's not a good person, but it's like I I like I'm just thinking in my head, it's like, well, if if it has to be on a billboard, then maybe you just don't want to see it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good point to make. God damn Thor, what the fuck's your problem? It's thundering over here.
1: I uh, gotcha. I mean, Thor is kind of an asshole. <clears throat> well, at least he's not Zeus. Eh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <nah>, I mean, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like when the difference between your gods is like, well, at least he's not raping half the country. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. And then and then the other person literally responds with yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are your options. <laughs> like, Oh, god damn it. Uh,
0: well, okay. So, correction, Thor. Uh, uh, go ahead. I, I, I don't want Zeus coming and poking me in the butt. Please, continue. Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're that, not wrong. That'll never not be something funny. And there goes the thunder again. <laughs> That'll never not be funny. Like, well, at least he's not Zeus. Ooh, that, that should yeah. be a T-shirt. That should be a T-shirt.
1: There was a, you know, there's an epic rap battle between the Norse Pantheon and the Greek Pantheon, right? And Thor actually brings that up. He actually calls Zeus out for being a rapist. It's hilarious. It's it's, it's the best. <laughs>
0: Mm, I'll have to watch that after this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, look at it. Uh, epic rap battles of history. Uh, I think it's Thor versus Zeus, um, mm. and Zeus calls him out for it. And he's like, "Your whole pantheon is like the Clash of the Douches." <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's real. It's actually really good.
0: <laughs> you know, there's there's some really good ones. Epic epic rap battle does some good stuff. I, I like yeah. the ones where where the uh, the third player comes in. Like I think it was uh, uh, who was it? Edgar Allan Poe versus Stephen King, and then uh, I think it was Highland uh, Well,
1: Hyland. then there's the one with all the uh, movie directors. Uh, it starts off with uh, Steven Spielberg versus uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino. No, it's not Quentin Tarantino. It's um, the father of horror. Oh, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, Is it, it starts off with Steven Spielberg versus Alfred Hitchcock. Then Quentin Tarantino comes in. <laughs> then um, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, who is it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, the the other guy is like take the same Robert scene fifty thousand times. Robert Rodriguez. Like, no. Uh, oh,
0: Stanley Kubrick.
1: Stanley Kubrick, yeah. Then it's Stanley Kubrick, and then it's uh, the guy who made all the Transformer movies. Uh, Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay, yeah. It's about, it's like, oh, y'all don't know what the fuck is going It's about motherfucking money. <laughs> That's Explosions. a good one, too. You should look it up. You should look it up. That's a good one, too. Uh, oh, there um,
0: there's there another one. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, for an uh, old U.S. president versus another one, and then I think Abraham Lincoln uh stepped in and and did some, yeah, anyways,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, my favorite one is the one that's Rasputin versus Stalin, and then oh uh, god, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Marx uh, or Lenin, yeah, uh. Lenin comes in and then uh, Glasgow comes in and then it ends with uh, the current leader of uh, Russia. uh, Putin. Putin. And then it ends with Putin. That's my favorite epic rap battle.
0: Well, since we're talking about this now, I I remember uh, we talked about this probably last year. Uh, You sent me a video the bony m video of uh, of Re- of rasputin but then i found the uh faster animated one that was that i like better and uh <laughs> it ends with uh so listeners if you haven't seen it um and it's an animated video of these russian scientists making nuclear powered tennis shoes
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I said you, uh, Dash Rasputin, or, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead, but yeah, right, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, um...
1: <laughs> I think it's Dance <laughs> Rasputin, I think it's Dance Rasputin.
0: Um, I actually downloaded the song and turned it or into a ringtone. Poop, I mean,
1: yeah, uh, it's, so, yeah, it's so... really good.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) these scientists make these nuclear-powered tennis shoes. They have a robot with a human brain test them. And it's this really dancey version of Resputin by Boney M with uh, like Russian kind of uh, string, like guitar, behind it. Yeah. And as he's dancing, they're upping the power on the shoes until, um, like, the shoes throw him around like um, Hulk did Loki in the Avengers movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, the robot can't handle it, he explodes, and then Putin comes in, and he's like... No,
0: no, 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 no. it's not Putin yet. No, not Putin yet. Putin's the last one. So then they get this, like, super muscly buff, wrestles a bit, like, puts a bear in a chokehold he's got fuck the US like tattooed on his ass cheek or some shit and they they put the shoes on him he lasts a little bit longer but ends up dying anyways cuz the shoes threw him around like hulk did loki in avengers so we see the scientists burying him and then like the lead scientist has like his shirts all open. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's got a bottle of vodka. Then the next scene they're at the drawing board again and he's starts stabbing his pencil into the <laughs> into the table. And then the other two grab him before he like trashes the place. Then we see the helicopter land, and that's when Putin comes in. And Putin is able to wield the nuclear tennis shoes to the point that he blows the Earth up, and we see one lone Russian cosmonaut on the moon saluting as he watches the world explode. Yeah, and then the last yeah. the last the last lyric of the song is, "Oh, those Russians."
1: Yeah, I think it's called <laughs> "Dance, Dance, Putin." Po- Dance, Dance, Putin. Let me see if I can find it. It's like I, know,
0: I, I, I think know, it's I dance can't.
1: Rasputin, but it's Putin at the end. Uh, uh wait, no. I need YouTube. Go away.
0: You might find you might find it before me.
1: Uh, what was it? Found it uh ra ra rasputin ra ra rasputin
0: mm. that's what it's called rasputin <laughs> funk overload is the one that i have yeah rasputin right. well, vladimir so uh, rasputin vladimir putin love the way you move funk overload at slock band is the one that i have i,
1: I want to say ra ra rasputin is the original one because there's a, a, a lot of them have come up with different names. Uh, there's one, Love the Way You Move. There's another one, Ross Putin, Vladimir Putin, Love the Way You Like. Some people have done different music to it. Um, what are you doing over there? That is loud. Please stop.
0: That's the song.
1: <laughs> Sorry. So, okay. Well, through What I'm hearing is just a jumbled mess of sounds. So please stop. Okay. Um, it's okay Um, but yeah but I believe Ra Ra Rasputin is the original animation so people should be able to find it on that indeed it's
0: it's a really catchy song funny animation
1: yeah alright so what else we got I think that's all for now it wasn't supposed to be even as long of an episode as it was but it was I don't really have anything else and I don't have a lot of time, so actually, if we Mm -hmm. can go ahead and wrap this up so I can get to the other stuff that I need to do today it would be nice. Plus, if you also, if you want to play Fortnite and record a couple of videos for that then we need to go ahead and wrap it up then.
0: Alrighty. Well, that is uh, this week's episode. I hope everybody liked it. Um, I've noticed that I've gotten some likes on the facebook page so thank you for that um so you can follow us uh twitter is at gspcast uh we have our locals page gspodcast.locals.com gscast on facebook and then if you want to send us an email it's Podcast at gmail.com so hit them with it
1: All right. Well, thank you guys for listening again. Hopefully you'll come back for another one. Uh, Continue having a good day, good week. Be safe out there, and we will catch you later.
0: Have a good week, everybody.